What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of the Faithful Fanatic Show. As always, I am one half of your host, Dylan Davis. You can give me a follow on Twitter at DylanJD98. And of course, my faithful co-host filling in today, my man Scotty. Um, give him a follow on Twitter at Scotty Drown as well. And of course, guys, we are brought to you by DSM Media here at the Faithful Fanatic. So if you're new to us, if you're new to DSM Media, head on over to at DSM underscore media on Twitter. The link tree is in our bio. You can check out check us out on every single social media platform imaginable as we stream to you guys live through my Twitter because we're still having technical issues with Twitter from DSM Media's account uh, and also live on DSM Media's Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch account. So if you want to be active, if you want to be involved in the show, head on over to our YouTube, Facebook, or Twitch accounts and get involved through there. Um, Scotty, how are you today on another victory monday i'm feeling good um i hope you can't hear my dog in the background there. Now, rockets always welcome all right cool cool but um I, i'm feeling good man um i know it was a another rough start um but you know we'll, we'll get into the you know details of the game in a little while here but i feel like it was a milestone you know it was kind mm -hmm. of a, a benchmark to get past yesterday beating the giants and and i thought they ultimately you know despite the slow start once again, they were able to achieve what they what they went in there to do. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll get into all of that. The, the slow starts are a concern, though. We we have to talk about that. No, for sure. And by the way, George, my guy, happy holidays to you as well. Hope everything is going good. Yes, uh, haven't heard from you in a while, but uh, hopefully you're interactive with us. Hope his, uh, his fam went to the game yesterday. I saw I that, fun, man. I saw that. Whenever whenever George comes across the pond and, and gets to an Eagles game, Scotty. I yeah. know Phil Phil has said he's he's going to be getting together with them. We'll have to see what uh what we can all do. Yeah. Um and hopefully get together one day. But yeah, man, let's talk about it. Victory Monday. Um the Philadelphia Eagles take down the Giants 34 to 10. They slay the Giants yesterday in a must win game. Jalen Hurts finishes the day with 17 of 29 passing 199 passing yards two touchdowns and a 102.5 rating. Uh Scotty lowest rushing day of his career, two carries, 7 yards. Now I know we had to talk about the slow start, but let let's start there first. You mentioned milestone and I guess you could argue that this is in that category. What is it telling you um that Jalen Hurts is finding ways to win games albeit against Jake Fromm and Mike Lennon? without having to use that secondary weapon that is his legs. He's he's being able to make plays through the air with his arm. How impressed are you with that, with that stat in particular? Yeah, Dylan, honestly, that's, you know, when I said milestone benchmark at the beginning of the show there, that's that's exactly what I'm talking about. And uh, we, we talked about it, you know, before the game, obviously, on Turf Talk. But mm -hmm. Jalen Hurts, you know, the Giants had talked about it in that first matchup. They're going to try to make him throw the ball. They're going to try to make the Eagles pass the ball in order to beat them. And, you know, through everything, the, the Giants did a very good job of that, right? They contained Jalen Hurts. Um, there was always somebody around him. But the milestone comes, and it's it's not being talked about nearly enough with this game. Um, but the seven rushing yards, you already you already hit on it. He did not he did not bail out to his legs. And he did this after coming out and having, you know, such a 
tough start where you did see him forcing throws. He forced that throw to Goddard. That's exactly what we talked about in the, you know, the previous game to against the Giants is not forcing those throws, not turning the ball over. Comes out, does it at the beginning of the game. And of course, you know, if, if things worked out, he was able to turn it around. But he didn't, you know, just start becoming one-dimensional, bailing out of the pocket, you know, running around, running out of the pocket. He didn't start doing that. He, he kept his eyes down the field, and he, he started to look like he's making, you know, smarter progressions. And uh, we start seeing the ball spread around a little bit more. Devontae Smith gets involved. Quez Watkins gets involved. Um, Dallas Goddard, one thing I will say, Dallas Goddard does have to stop dropping the ball. Um, you know, I, I, I know I speak highly of Dallas Goddard. I, I think the world of him. I think he is a top five tight end in this in the NFL, but you you got to catch the ball, especially early in the game. You got to build that trust, that chemistry with Jalen Hurts, because after you drop a pass or two at the beginning of the game, now if I'm Jalen Hurts, I'm a little timid going your way or looking your way now. So that type of stuff has to stop. Uh, but overall, the the biggest storyline from this game is the seven yards rushing for Jalen Hurts. Mm-hmm. By far, you know, the biggest accomplishment in his career, I believe, is, you know, by winning a game through the passing game. Um, that That's the biggest part of this game for me. That's my biggest takeaway. So George chimes in and says this was on the D and special teams. Lots of short fields for Hurts. The Giants contained him well. Um, yeah. The Giant, the Giants in two games against Jalen Hurts has have, I don't know, they've looked to, like you said, contain Jalen Hurts to an extent, George. Um, Obviously, I know it was a 34 to 10 shellacking, so the box score doesn't speak to that. But as we all watch that game, that may have been the worst half of football I've watched all season long by two teams. Like that game was unfreaking watchable. And then, boom, 17 (laughs) points scored in the third quarter, 31 unanswered points by the Eagles before the Giants score a garbage time touchdown late in the fourth. And it was just a rout. Um, from there, Scotty, let me, let me take it a step further. Not only did Jalen Hurts have a down rushing day, the team overall, the game plan was different than we've seen it in weeks past. Now the Eagles still ran for 130 yards as a team. Um, but you know, 29 pass attempts, 30 rushes, very balanced, but the numbers for everybody are down. Boston Scott, obviously due to injury to Miles Sanders and Jordan Howard, but he yeah. led the day with 12 carries for 41 yards. Sanders only got the ball seven times before suffering his hand injury. Jordan Howard got the ball nine times. Were you surprised that Nick Sirianni ch- kind of changed his game plan to start? Because, Scotty, the crowd was not pleased. Like yeah. You could hear it sitting at home how unpleased Lincoln Financial Field was with the start of that game and with the play calls early on there's a there's a very fine line right because you know at the same time I I get it I get the wanting for the running of the football it is what we're known for at this point it is our identity it's what we live and die by but you also can't become one-dimensional you can't become predictable Mm -hmm. and so what I thought they were asking of Jalen Hurts to start the game they they tried to get him in a rhythm right and and they tried some short throws like I said, Dallas Goddard dropping that initial pass. Boom. That's another knock on the rhythm of to start the game. Then you have, you know, obviously a force. You have pressure on Jalen, force throw in, in the coverage. Takes away, you know, it knocks off chemistry in the game. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking at what Sirianni's doing, and it's not necessarily – like you should be able to throw the ball on first and second down, and that'd be fine. Like you should be able to operate like that sometimes. Like that's how you remain unpredictable. Yeah. So 
when I look at it, you you mentioned it. They were still balanced on offense. I didn't think they overdid it on the passing end. They adjusted later on in the game. They calmed it down. And, you know, what I saw at the beginning of the game as far as play design, like I get it, it's a pass and a run, but it's not just a pass play. It's the way the pass play is developed and designed. And what I saw were nice short throw opportunities for Jalen Hurts to get a rhythm going uh, with some of his receivers. And what I will say, and, you know, maybe this is something we could talk about, Jalen Hurts seems to be a guy that, and a lot of quarterbacks are this way, but he seems to have to get in a groove and in a rhythm, right? He needs something to, like, spark him, like a big play. Or, you know, it felt like maybe the Quez Watkins catch was something that sparked him in that game yesterday. But I I just think we have to keep exploring ways to get him comfortable in the game early. I think that's I think that's part of what Sirianni's trying to do because you know I know we're talking about uh, these last couple games you got to beat the Giants you got to beat the Washington football team Dallas but if they do end up going to the playoffs if they want to go out there and not be embarrassed in the playoffs you have to be able to switch up your game plan sometimes and I and I understand that and why not be able to do that against the Giants right like I get we just had issues against the Giants they ultimately reverted back and ended up winning the game with a great second-half performance. But you have to try some new things in order to explore and in order to make your team better. So I didn't really have a problem with it, honestly. All right. Let's talk about the the biggest piece of the puzzle here. Let's talk about Jalen Hurts' performance as a whole um, yesterday afternoon because that's that's where a lot of people, Scotty, that their mind gets clouded. They look at the box score. They look at 34 points. Um, And it was – it was really a tale of two halves when it comes to Jalen Hurts. I got I to gotta find the number. Here they are. So, obviously, we know how the first half looked. We know that the offense put up three points. We know that he put the ball on the turf again. He almost threw another interception. Uh, I believe it was in the first half. Uh, yeah, it was right before the one field goal when he tried to throw a slant to Gainwell, and Dallas Goddard was open by a country mile in the corner of the end zone. First half, very bad half for Jalen Hurts. Second half, 10 of 12 passing, 105 yards, two touchdowns, no turnovers, 142.7 pass rating. Complete tale of two halves, opposite ends of the spectrum, right? But what what was my message, Scotty, Wednesday to Eagles fans? You can't have two extremes. You can't be too down after a bad performance. You can't be too high after a great performance. And, guys, I'm trying to enjoy – this trip with you guys. I'm trying to keep, you know, hope for this kid for the future and, and seeing what you guys are seeing, but you make it freaking hard. You make it hard to go on social media after. And Scotty, let me see if, if I can, if you're, if you guys are able to see this, it might be too much of a glare, but it's an, a Jalen hurts apology form. Reason for slander. Check all that apply. I don't watch football. I only listen to media. I miss Carson Wentz. The Jalen Hurts is my franchise quarterback. He's this. He's that. Guys, you, he played extremely well in the second half. The Eagles won. and it, 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 He won the biggest game of his career. Scotty, we talk about how every week from, from the Washington game last week to this one, to Washington, to Dallas, to the playoffs that they get there, every game for the rest of this year is going to be the biggest one of his career. And to his credit, he's won the first two. But let's not act as if he was freaking perfect yesterday. Let's not act as if his arm just looks miraculous again. I know Jonathan Vilma is a brutal listen, (laughs) but 
I don't know if anyone else caught it. When Jalen Hurts threw that deep ball to Quez Watkins, and it ended up looking like a jump ball into double coverage, did anyone else hear Jonathan Vilma while the ball was in the air? He didn't say he mumbled it. He said it like for he didn't mean to say it. He said, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." Because it was such a poorly thrown freaking yeah. ball to a dude that was wide open and possibly could have scored on the play if he delivers the ball to him. He has troubles. He has tr- a trouble throwing the ball down the field still. He doesn't yeah. look like he has the complete arm strength for that yet. So, again, let's stop acting like the kid was perfect. The slow start, Scotty, as much as it is on the coaching staff, it's also on him. Yeah. I 100% agree. 100%. I'm sorry. I don't, I don't know if that came off to. No, no. I'm not trying to be like that. I just, the other side makes it very difficult to enjoy the win. I'm happy. The kid played great in the second half. We won by 24 points. We're, we're eight and seven. We're the seven seed right now. And, and we'll get to all the overachieving in a second, but we need, again, calm down, pump, the breaks you guys get too extreme yeah and it's you gotta you gotta just chill and like sit back and go okay this is what i see this i mean is what he can this we, we can do and and what we have to do when we're watching these games i mean first first of all like i i don't want to be unclear because i i know i was you know sounding very high on jalen hurts i still you know commend him for w- coming back winning the game taking care of the business yeah. in the second half you give credit where it's due I was also at the beginning of the game saying, what the hell is going on, right? Like, there there can be both sides to it. I'm a fan of the Eagles. I'm, I want the Eagles to be successful, which means I want Jalen Hurts to be successful. But when you're looking like a detractor, that makes it hard. And that's that's all it is. It's criticism, and we're allowed to do that. I, like, I'm, I'm, I'm done hearing that. That's, that's the part that re- is really annoying. Like the people like gatekeeping. You don't gatekeep who who the hell I'm a fan of. Like right. I don't really care. Like what? Like we can have a disagreement and we can do that with respect. But like all the clowning and the charading about franchise, he has not proved that he's a franchise quarterback. Even if he's earned next year, that that's not how it works. You can be on a team leading them as quarterback without being a franchise guy for two two three years. Like it happens all the time. So I, I just, you know, I want to cut that out first, right? So then the the second thing I want to ask, you know, on, on the other side, when we're criticizing Jalen Hurts, what was the difference between Jalen Hurts and, and Jake Fromm yesterday in the first half? Like, turnovers. The turnovers, right, like on, on Jalen Hurts' side, right? So, like, when you're, when you're looking at it like that, I – Three three points, and you're going against Jake Fromm. You're you're very lucky that you're going against Jake Fromm. That's the other side of it. You and you look at last week. Well, Jake Fromm had negative four yards until like halfway through the second quarter. <laughs> right. So maybe that's an ignorant comparison. But no, 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 the fact but, that you can only no, put up think, three but points. To your point, but to help your point with what you're saying is, Jake Fromm had negative four negative four yards until about halfway through the second quarter. They couldn't move the ball on you. They had zero points in the first quarter, three points at halftime, and you were freaking tied with them. <laughs> Do you understand that issue? Yeah. You were tied with a team whose quarterback barely threw for 10 yards and had three points. 
That responsibility to not move the ball, to not get the ball in the end zone, falls on your shoulders. Because yeah. guess what, Scotty? If the second half doesn't play out how it plays out, you can't miss Dallas Goddard like that in the end zone. Yeah, And I get it. He took accountability for it. He recognized it. But at the end of the day, one of the, one of these games that don't result in a win, you're going to look back at multiple plays and be like, you can't do that. Yeah. You can't miss that. You can't underthrow that. Because, you know, I, I heard his explanation for that play. And, like, that's fine. He's a young quarterback, and that's part of learning. It's part of growing. But, like, don't, like, make it sound like you shouldn't have hit the wide open receiver. Like, that should have happened. Like, he should have hit Dallas Goddard. He threw it to Quez Watkins or whoever that was on that crossing route that had no chance of getting into the end zone. Mm -hmm. He had three guys around him in front of, you know, blocking his way into the end zone. That's obviously him being pre-scripted to go to Quez Watkins, and he's not going through his reads. And he even said that in a sense with his explanation. So it's like you acknowledge it, take it, watch it in the film room and make that point to look Goddard's way. But that's that's my concern, you know, in a sense with Goddard and the whole red zone situation. Goddard, he he never seems to be an option in the red zone. It's so weird to me as like such a big target. It's like he's never the guy in the in the red zone. And I think it's a problem. Like you need to go to those guys in the red. That's what they're there for. And, um, you know, I think part of it is just the fact of Sirianni and Jalen Hurts having like this, you know, this relationship with Jalen Hurts' legs. Like, Jalen Hurts' best friend should be Dallas Goddard in mm -hmm. that red zone. Or Devon or you could say Devontae Smith because he's so good at route running as well. He's so ready to use his legs to get in the end zone. Sirianni's so ready to, you know, just take it easy, make the easy decision, let him use his legs to get in the end zone. And in reality, we're like neglecting certain parts in, in certain parts of the field. And that's one concern. It's, it's something you hope they evaluate and they, they address. I'm with you, dude. I, like, I don't understand how that dude's not your first read. You yeah. you said, I, I was calling my first read. Well, how isn't, how isn't he <laughs> the first goddamn read? I don't understand it. But listen, it's flipping out, man. yesterday is not a negative. It's no. just trying to to put out on the table that it was a full game. And to George's point, for everyone getting excited, you cannot start slow in the playoffs. Yeah. They will put you to bed. 100%. You start slow like that against the Cowboys. You start slow like that against Aaron Rodgers. You start slow like that against the Bucks. They are putting you to sleep within the first half. Yeah. Okay. That's the problem. I know they went out and beat the Giants' ass at the end of the game. You were tied three-three for an entire half with Jake Fromm, who barely had positive yardage passing. If you're not playing the Giants in that situation, Scotty, you don't overcome that half. Yeah. That's all I'm trying to say. I'm trying. I, I got. I'm excited. All right, guys, listen. I am excited. This team yeah. is eight and seven. They have oh, they have exceeded my expectations already. If they win out, they control their own destiny. Two games left. If they win out, Scotty, they win ten games. They're ten and seven this year. If they win the final two games, which at this point is looking likely, because you get Washington, who's down and out and looks horrible after last night, and then yeah. if Dallas locks up the two seed, you're probably playing a rested Dallas team. And it doesn't even need to get to that point for the Eagles to clinch the playoff spot. And we'll talk about yeah. all that before we wrap up today. I'm excited. I'm just trying to temper my emotions and evaluate the whole game. Because if I don't, and I start acting like all, like all of you stands, 
I'm going to get hurt. And I, I ain't ready for that. No, I'm with you, man. It, it's, it's a very fine line, right? Like we can celebrate the wins. That is fine. We, this is a positive episode. It's a victory Monday, but then we don't need, you know, every time there's a win, a uh, part of the fan base, you know, gatekeeping, like, Oh, you, you wasn't riding with her. Goddamn no, right. all, we, all we did was <laughs> see, this would be a perfect time for the soundboard to be working. <laughs> Damn it. But no, man, I it's just a gatekeeping. That's all. I'm at the end of the day, I I, I like Jalen Hurts. We want him to be successful at the end of the day. And the last few weeks, he has found a way to be successful. So that's all that we really need to say about that in a sense. It's just a matter of balancing it out. We got to right. balance the positives with the negatives as long mm-hmm. as those negatives are there. Um Miles Sanders, any any thoughts on him getting injured, man? It's a blow, dude. What do we do? Uh, like, because I, I keep seeing class. reports. I keep seeing reports like they're trying to, you know, evaluate the extent of it. Well, broken hand running back. <laughs> Doesn't no positives in that. Can't catch anyways. So I, I think he's going to be out for an extended period of time. He's missing the rest of the regular season. Yeah, for sure. And I don't know if you'll have him in the first round. That is a Sucks, big, man. big blow. And as of right now, Jordan Howard's hurt as well. Yeah. Now, obviously le- way less serious, but in a month, again, a must game. Miss this a week. game. Yeah. What are we rolling out? We're rolling with Boston Scott and Kenny Gainwell again. That's scary. So Jordan, it's, it's a shame, man. I know Gint said it in the chat yesterday, Miles Sanders. It's he can't stay on the field. He can't, man. Like he just started finding his rhythm. Sirianni finally started feeding him 18 times a game, 24 times a game. He broke, he wasn't touching the ball in a lot in the first half, Scotty. But guess what? First and 10, boom, 11 yard yeah. run. Second and eight, boom, 12 yard run. Picking Hanging up big first downs, hitting the hole explosively. And then he is gone. And George, to his point in the comments right now, he might not, this might be it. He might be out, out as an eagle after yeah. this year. I so don't... we'll see. You know, going going forward, you know, as, as we talk about the running back situation, obviously Jordan Howard, once he gets back, I think he's that guy. You mix him and Boston Scott. Yeah. But I think, you know, likewise, even with Jordan Howard out of there, I think you go to Gainwell, honestly, and you still make Boston Scott that, you know, change of pace back. I, I don't like seeing Boston Scott in that main role. You know what I mean? No. I want to see him mixed in. Gainwell, you can throw out there. He can run it, you know, in between the ta- in between the uh, guards and the tackles. Um, he gets r- straight up the field. I think we can work with that um, and just kind of mix them in. And as George is saying right there, no chance Miles Sanders is going to be an Eagle in 2022. As far as you know, I don't. I'm not 100 sure how many years he has left on his contract. I know I would not um, give him any sort of you know big deal. Like no, not you can't lock in him. I would give him, you know, maybe an average market deal, you know, something that we would find hometown friendly. Mm-hmm. Um, but even then, you're not ex- you're not extending him multiple years. He's a running back at the end of the day. And he's a running back that obviously has not been able to stay healthy. And it sucks because these injuries aren't even all the same parts of the body, right? It's the same thing we thought about Carson Wentz in a sense. It's like he's just getting hurt all over his body. And uh, it just mounts up after after some time. But I think you got to start grooming Gainwell in a sense as well. See what Gainwell has, you know, towards the end of this season, if Miles is going to be out the rest of the season and, uh, you know, see if he's worth featuring in the backfield next season. Cause this Gainwell is a guy I thought about it the other day that 
you know, really, I, I believe he missed his final year of college due to like COVID and everything. Um, so he hadn't played football for like two years it, coming into his rookie season. So for him to look the way he's looked and, and be able to come in and earn a spot in the NFL with the Eagles, you know, who seem to find pretty decent backs from time to time. I, I think he's done a pretty good job. So it's worth seeing what he has, but the Miles Sanders thing sucks, man. It just simply sucks. Cause I do like him. I, th- I think he's good when he's available. Well, to George's point here, he says both Gainwell and Scott are undersized. We're not getting 200 plus yards a game with those two. You're not sniffing 200. You're not sniffing yeah. 150. You're, you, you know, I, you're not sniffing 130 in my opinion. The what the Eagles found their identity to be, Scotty, is not just a run first team, a run heavy team, anything like that. They are a bruising football team. They're going to yeah. run the ball down your throat and they're going to kick your ass in the trenches. And then Jordan Howard and Miles Sanders are going to lay their shoulders on you over and over again. Right? They're going to yeah. beat you down. Boston Scott and Kenny Gainwell putting any licks on anybody? No, so that that bruising style goes out the yeah. window. You're not going to find that same success um, as you did with Sanders and Howard as your one-two punch. You at least need Jordan Howard back. I know that's crazy since he's bounced around practice squads and we thought he wasn't going to be in the NFL this offseason. He's a good fit, though. But it, here we are. Um, a few more shout-outs, Scotty. Uh, obviously, Lane Johnson catches a touchdown um yesterday which was <laughs> awesome to see yeah. uh Devonte smith another ridiculous catch along the sideline uh let me let me ask you this at what point i know he had what five catches 80 yards a touchdown yesterday and, uh, and that was another great catch by the way on the sideline at what point is it like does this kid need more work like uh like you get you get what i'm saying like he needs yeah. to be featured a lot more than what's happening here. Yeah, I, I 100%. But how much agree. is too much? Like, I, I know. You're not going to force feed the kid. If he's not open, he's not open. But you got to feel when you see this kid's big playability and the high point the ball and along the sidelines, and you're telling me he can't get more work? How many targets did he get yet? Seven. Seven. So Which, it's not terrible, but it's like. Because, you know. I, I look around the I, I look around like the the box score and I look around you know and see all, the amount of catches everybody has. I'm looking around at everybody and I feel like they need more in a in a sense. You know what I mean? Like Dallas Goddard only had two catches. I think he had four targets. Right. Um, even I, I want to say something about Quez Watkins too, um, because he every once in a while just shows like an incredible ability to go up and get the ball. Um, which is something that Eagles wide receivers has really lacked. Yeah, I I, I do want to touch on that as well. Dude, hold on. We can touch on it right now. When you're on the one-yard line, how is this not the play? How is this not the play? There's no one stopping it. I just I think he's like waiting for the right moment or something because there's no way he's not smart enough to do that. Here's my thing, Scotty. Forget like waiting for like oh the you can do it every time like you did with Lane. This could be this is like we're inside the two. Jordan, get your ass in the full in the backfield. I feel that. Who's honestly. stopping it behind that offensive line with his big ass carrying the ball? Former <laughs> rugby player, so it's not like he's not going to be loose with the ball. Yeah, he knows how to do it. There's nothing. There's no one stopping that. I'm, t- I would I'm, I'm sorry, I'd do it. I'd do it four times. I'd do it four times in a row. If Howard, if I had the ball at the one yard line, first and goal, four times in a row, if it takes, 
he's getting his big ass in the end zone one of the four times. <laughs> Promise that. If if Howard, you know, doesn't suit up, that's something they should consider. You know, some type of package in the goal line. I mean, why not? Like, it, it, it doesn't make sense why they haven't. It's done an that. asset. It's an asset at that point. Yeah, I don't, right. I don't get why you wouldn't. But so we talked a shit ton about this offense. Hey, by the way, Nick Sirianni maybe struggled in the beginning. Like I said, you know, he want you can't get too predictable, Scotty. You can't come out yeah. every week in and week out and just run first down, run second down, and then what if the run's not there early on? Now you got Jalen Hurts in the third and long. But the play calling in the first quarter, the first half, for the most part, was less than ideal. He went back, he regrouped, he adjusted at halftime. And the Eagles moved the ball pretty effectively the entire second half. There really wasn't a possession that I can recall in my memory where it's like, oh, that like that second half, like the Giants shut down the Eagles. The story of this game is the other side of the ball. Yeah. But Scotty, I'm having I'm having trouble here. I'm having trouble evaluating what I'm seeing. Because the unit that they won you that game. They are the reason you were able to stay in that game. They only allowed 10 points. They allowed less than 200 total yards of offense versus the New York Giants yesterday. But how how do we evaluate this guy? This is why if the Eagles get to the playoffs, it's going to be so scary. Yeah. Since the Eagles have been winning, by the way, they've won six of their last eight, I believe. Six of their last eight, so we do need to stay excited. However, they've played Jared Goff, Trevor Simeon, Gilbert, Fromm slash Mike Lennon, Daniel Jones, and Zach Wilson. Yeah. (laughs) You see why I'm having trouble evaluating? Because they look damn good doing it. They're starting to call some turnovers. That you know they're getting three and outs a lot more, a lot more often. They're getting pressure. That you know they're keeping the offense in the game when the offense is struggling. But the competition is so bad. It's yeah. like yo, we could get smacked against Dallas, fully healthy. We could get smacked against our. Maybe not. That's why I'm I'm asking Scotty. What what do you see from this defense? Like, do you, can can you rely on them in a playoff game? Or is it just like it's the level of competition they're playing? Yeah, I, I'll be honest with you, Dylan. I think it's 100% the level of competition that they're playing. I I, I do not trust this defense, like, at all. <laughs> uh, even in these these wins, I get they, – they had a strong performance in the second half yesterday. Started bringing pressure even. You know, they I saw them sending all right. out blitz at one point. Um, you know, forcing turnovers, but this, this is Mike Glennon. This guy threw like five interceptions the other week. Like he's throwing it up there for whoever. And it's Jake Fromm just signed from somebody's practice squad this past week. Like who's the best quarterback that the Eagles have beaten this year? Like, who would you like off the top of your head? Like, who would you say? Like, I can't, I'm trying to think of all the wins. Matt Ryan. It would have to be Matt Ryan. Yeah. I like, yeah, it would have to be. Right. I mean, It it would have to be. So, where does Matt Ryan rank in the NFL quarterbacks yeah. right now? And that was week one when Atlanta right. looked like one of the worst teams in all NFL. They didn't really know who they were. Cordero yeah. Patterson really didn't evolve into the main feature of the offense. Because if he would have, they who knows? Because he they were running the ball down our throats at the beginning. But um, no, it, when when you see when you talk about things like that, we look at the quarterbacks that we face this season and what has happened. 
every single time we've played even a, an above average quarterback. Derek Carr had like one of the best games ever in a regular season against us in Las Vegas. Justin Herbert had one of the best games, like historically speaking, in a completion percentage against us in Philadelphia for the Chargers. So I still have these things in the back of my head. I can't forget mm-hmm. about those. And I can't just not look at these quarterbacks that we're playing against. That's but that dude, the unknown is so it's unknown. scary. It is scary. The unknown of what Jalen Hurts is going to show up in a playoff game. The unknown of what defense is going to show up in a playoff game. I'm here for it. And George, I see you, dude. I'm I'm my hopes aren't I don't have hopes for anything. You know, I don't have there there is no part of my mind. Where I'm like, yo, the Eagles can make, you know, no one can stop the run. Yeah, like, yeah, the yeah, Eagles. It's just like icing on, but a, on the cake. It's just, you know, when that time comes, <clears throat> Scotty, and the beers, you wake up that day. Let's even get Cowboys, Pat, whoever it's against, you wake up that day and the beers start flowing and the music starts playing and you're, you're, your adrenaline's going and you're, you're just ready for war. Like, you're any ready to Sunday. see your team on any given Sunday pull, pull off an upset, right? Like, that's why all now am I putting money on it? <laughs> no. Absolutely not. But, <laughs> but I was what I was going to say jokingly is I can't wait for turf talk on Thursday because uh, the LA Chargers should be banned from the NFL for a week. Uh, they should have it. They should not be allowed to make the postseason. Like their card, their postseason card taken. You gave up forty-one points to Rex Burkhead and Davis Mills. Scotty, just when I think like I understand sports, I think I'm a pretty knowledgeable person. I think I understand football to like just you know with any with anyone else that thinks they do. You watch the Chargers beat Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, and you watch them, you know, hang in there with every great team in the NFL. You watch them spank the Bengals, and then you lose and give up 41 to the Texans. This is what doesn't make sense. It does not make sense. It doesn't, man. And, you know, they're they're one of the most misleading teams in the NFL. It's it's kind of sad because I did like what's, – what's he saying? Did you see the report? Yeah, Gannon's name was thrown in a pool with like four other dude, four other coordinators. For co- hey, put somebody, please, I'm begging you. That might help us out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that, that literally might help oh, us. Yeah. But um, you, you know I picked the Chargers as my lock of the week. I thought for sure, you know, they're trying to make the playoffs right now. Oh, that's right. You did. You're not trying to drop a game against the Houston Texans, right? Um, they go out there and they not only do they drop the game, but they get blown out. And, you know, it, it really cost me in fantasy. I, I will say that because uh, I had Justin Herbert as my quarterback. He only got like 16 points. I had Chargers defense because I'm thinking, oh, they're, they're borderline playoff yeah. team. They performed decently this season. Nope, negative three points against the Houston Texans, and uh, I go on to lose in the second round of the playoffs, and that's it's it's I'm, very hurtful. I'm in the championship, but my team's hurting, dude. I, I won yesterday, but my my team's hurting, bro. I got I got forty points each from Joe Burrow and T Higgins, and still lost. Tyreek Hill, C.D. Lamb. I had James Robinson, Miles Sanders, and Javante Williams as my other skill guys and then Dallas Goddard and you know what happened with all of those guys and somehow I, I ended up losing with that Tyree Hill completely completely failed me man but all right Scotty, before before we wrap up this show 
Um, yeah. we'll, we'll be talking about this win all week. Obviously, we have Turf Talk on Thursday. Tomorrow, when Gin gets back, um, we'll, we'll be chopping up this game as well. But I, I just want to talk about expectations and where they are. Again, we're not we're not sitting here with any expectations of a playoff run. We can be hopeful when the time comes. We can be excited and you know cheer for them. But we reality sets in, and we kind of know where it go, where the line ends, right? But as far as the regular season goes, this team's eight and seven, with a chance to be ten and seven if yeah. they went out. They have a chance. They've put themselves in a position to lock up a playoff spot next week, which, not going to lie to you, is looking more likely than ever, than anything else. I think it is more likely that the Eagles lock it up next week than they do in Week 18. What needs to happen for the Eagles to win, to lock up the seventh seed by next week, is for them to beat Washington, Green Bay to beat Minnesota, should happen, San Fran to beat the Texans, should happen, especially since the Texans just won a big game. They're not going to beat San Fran in back-to-back weeks, right? They shouldn't. And then New Orleans to drop tonight or next week. Now, to me, I think tonight's the night that New Orleans needs to lose. Yeah. Because then they, I think, finished with Carolina and Atlanta. And not that either of those teams can't beat New Orleans, but tonight with Ian Book yeah, is starting for New Orleans. Miami, if Miami can win tonight, all the Eagles will need next week is a win a Niners win over the Texans and a Packers win over the Vikings and they lock up the numbers. They lock up a playoff spot in the NFC. That's a win, Scotty. This team that is 60 some odd million dollars in dead cap money. This team with a poorly constructed roster. This team with a first time head coach, first time defense coordinator and a rookie quarterback could end up being 10 and seven. They've overachieved by a country mile. You could not possibly be upset if this team makes the playoffs, or even if they don't, if they finish nine and eight. Did you think? Did you see them winning nine games this year? I can't remember. I know we were on the fence of it. Like we were, I mean, we, were we were on right the fence. There. But like even in the back of my mind, that was like best case scenario was yeah. like eight and nine. That was like that. That was the tip of the iceberg. They were not going above eight and nine, and they have a chance to win ten games and make the playoffs. Yeah. That we talk about the Bengals being ahead of schedule. Would you consider the Eagles ahead of schedule then? Most definitely. I, I think they, they took care of business. You know, if you if you look at this season, if they are able to do that, if they're able to go 10 and 7, obviously we don't want to get too ahead of ourselves, but it's right here. It's right there, right? Like these are games that we think we should win at this point in the season where we're at in this season. And I think if they do so, th- then you look at the schedule, they beat the teams that in reality they should have beaten. Um, and, and I think we can say that wholeheartedly over the season. You know, the the one loss I, I guess we could discuss is the Raiders, right? But still, borderline playoff team. Um, so, you know, I look at the beginning of the season, it was very rough, but it was also the thick of our schedule. Mm-hmm. Like, those are the best teams that we would see all season. We lost to the Chiefs. Everybody in, in that game, we thought, you know, at one point in that game, is this winnable, right? Like, can we hang on? And now look where the Chiefs are at this season, right? So you just look back and, and think about the teams they played the record kind of, you know, suits fit to where they should be. But I, I will agree with you as far as a head of schedule, like first year head coach, first year starting quarterback permanently. Right. Um, that's an incredible feat to make the playoffs. That's all you could ask for, even with And I hate to bring this up, but like Doug Peterson and Carson Wentz, 
didn't make the playoffs right. in their first season together. Now, obviously, the second season was miraculous. Right. But that's beside the point. It's it's incredible to see a first-year head coach battle through everything of a COVID-ridden season, mm-hmm. all these weird protocols, right? Like, this is, this is all new, and maybe that's an advantage. Maybe it's a disadvantage to Sirianni, but – I'm I'm thoroughly impressed with the Eagles. Now, if they go out here and blow these games, Washington football team, Dallas not playing their all starters. The tune changes then. It all changes, right? But right now, as far as what they've shown us, it's been rocky at times, but they have shown development. They've shown progress, and that's all we wanted to see. That's all we talked about at the beginning of the season was show us something to give us belief in the following season. And if they finish 10-7, and seven, that's exactly what they did. I think the, the the craziest part of, to me is the start to the season, Scotty. This team was two and five. Yeah. This team was two and five and just got their asses whooped to vet. Now, what was the record when we lost to Vegas? Was I that to that put was, us to two and yeah, five? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what put us to two to five because we had the Lions right. after that. They looked lifeless. It looked like the locker room was giving up on Nick Sirianni. It looked like this quarterback didn't have it. They still didn't have an identity. They couldn't stop a nosebleed on defense. And like that, a flip switched. They've won six of eight games and they could lock up a playoff spot in week 17. That's incredible to me. It is. And I'm I'm ready to get hurt. I am, but I'm not. (laughs) I am, but I'm not. I'm ready to get hurt. I am ready to like, get hurt, like, man. Scotty, Scotty, give me Dallas in the first round of the playoffs. Do I think it ends well for Let's the Eagles? Just Hell no. But just give it to me because don't let it happen, Scotty. Don't let them do that. The Birds the got nothing to lose. They if they make the playoffs, they have nothing to lose. Yes, this is the point. Like that. That's it's that is a feat in itself with two games left. And like to Scotty's point, it's one game at a time. And I think that's where the mentality needs to be. The Eagles don't have that mentality of what we're speaking on right now. They they need to be locked in on Washington this week. But just you control your own destiny. You control your fate. You nothing there no external, you know, factors matter. You win, yeah. you get in. So take care of business the next yep. two weeks. And we'll be breaking again this Giants performance down all week, Jalen Hurts' performance. And later on in the week, we'll gear up towards the Washington football matchup. Scotty, any quick plugs before we wrap up? Um, no, I'm just I, I was just gonna say I know we'll get into the Washington football game, you know, later on this this week, but huge matchup. You know, they're coming out of a 56 to 14 ass whooping by the Cowboys on uh Sunday night football. So they should be motivated. We'll see what type of, you know, heart the Washington football team has as well. If that just totally defeats them for the season, they just bow down and give us the the spot to the playoffs. I don't I don't see that happening. But um just to follow up on your point about the Saints and a good point with Aaron here um as a Dolphins fan cuz I do think Miami takes care of business tonight against New I Orleans. Hope so. Um undermanned quarterback like you said. Obviously they're going to rely heavily for on on Kamara, but I don't think they're going to have enough. This Dolphins team's been rolling. Don't we're we're not trying to jinx it though, right? So don't don't fail us, Miami. I'm glad we have a, a fellow fan, you know, right here in the chat. So humiliated. And before we wrap up, uh, George says no switch flip. The schedule got ridiculously easy. And while I understand, I I trust me, I know what the schedule got to. But at that point, with that Vegas loss, Vegas isn't some world beater right now. Vegas has the same record as the Eagles, right? They're a, they're a middle-of-the-pack team. They're a ba- about a 500 team, right? 
but the the Eagles looked like a bad football team. Yeah. And bad football teams don't just turn things around and start taking out team after team after team. They don't start putting up 175 rushing yards in however, you know, however many consecutive games. So I do think a little bit of a switch flipped. Yeah. A switch flipped in Nick Sirianni with his, with you know his his game plans and his play calling. Um so just a slight and- Slight disagreement there. I, yeah, and I, what I would also say about the switch of the schedule, like, yes, it, it did get significantly easier. I, I get that. And, you know, ultimately we'll look back on some of these games that the Eagles won as games that they should have won. Mm-hmm. But in reality, when you're working with a rookie quarterback, technic- not technically, but in, in reality, he's, he's still a rookie quarterback. When you're working with a rookie head coach specifically, those are the games that you blow, right? Like, those are the games that – you end up getting fired for because you lose those games. And they didn't. They took care of business. So that that is something to congratulate for them that we can even look back on the season and be like, well, they should have beat that team. They had their shit together more than that team. Like, that's that's a feat in itself that you're not in that bottom tier. And I'll, I'll take that as an achievement. Like, I, I'm not here to win the Super Bowl this season. We know that. No. So, you know, as far well, as like, – all, all I was saying about – They could have crumbled after is, Las Vegas. Yeah. If they were a bad team, they would have crumbled. Scotty, listen, I mean, I'll take 10 and 7 with a playoff appearance with three upcoming first round draft picks. Yeah. Something I didn't see happening. I thought the Eagles were going to have a top eight draft pick. I thought Miami was going to. So obviously, the draft picks come draft night, we're probably going to be sitting here after a first round playoff yeah. exit being like, damn, I wish we just sucked a little more. I wish Miami, you know, but know. for the time being, 10 and 7 playoff appearance in year one with three first round draft picks and cap space next year. I'll take it, and that just means that Jalen Hurts is is going to be here in 2022. If they make the playoffs, there's no way, shape, or form that this kid's not here in yeah, 2022. For sure. All right, guys, that is going to wrap up this Victory Monday edition of the Faithful Fanatics. Scotty, thanks for tuning for uh, getting on here today, not tuning in uh, for <laughs> Gin and George. It's COVID season again, man. Yeah, Gin, uh, Gin's got some stuff going on. George Ryder battling it right now, but they'll be back, and they'll be They'll be better than ever. Um, and as you guys know, shout out to our friends over at Manscaped, guys. DSM Media and the Faithful Fanatic Show are brought to you by Manscaped. So head on over to manscaped.com and use our promo code FANATICS. Again, it's promo code FANATICS for 20% off and free worldwide shipping at manscaped.com. Head on over to at DSM Media. DSM underscore media. Click the link tree in our bio. Our T public w- account will come up first. We've got about 18 different designs with many, many more coming over at the T on our T public site. So if you want to support myself, Scotty, any of the guys at DSM media, any of the shows you like our Bryce Harper, Nick Sirianni, Jalen hurts designs, uh, purchase one They're, they're they are very, they're extremely comfortable and they're, uh, they're better than I thought they'd be, Scotty. Like yeah. I, I was, I was nervous to see how the Bryce Harper MV3 uh, yeah. design would come out, but it came out pretty clean, so I'm happy with it. But um, yeah, man. And then uh, Faith Fanatic Show will be back to you guys live at 5 p.m. tomorrow, right here on DSM Media. And of course, Scotty and I will be chopping it up on Scotty Talks NBA before the Sixers get to action tomorrow night. For myself, for Scotty, for DSM Media. Have a nice night, everybody, and go birds.